Hey everybody, and welcome to the Harvest Community Church Podcast. We hope this message today brings you encouragement and inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. If you ever have any questions or you want to learn more about us as a church, you can always check us out at harvesttn.com. Enjoy the message. Hey, Harvest family and friends. Uh, It is so good to see you again today. Uh, We appreciate all of you jumping on here, joining with us. Uh, You'll be able to share this this message and this service um, even after it's over. Share it. People will be able to to watch and see. We we appreciate all of our people from uh, and, and friends from across the country. Uh, thank you for putting on what state you're from. We see people from various states coming on. Um, thank you for joining in with us locally here. We're glad so many of you have joined in with us. I have a message today that I believe will minister to you. I believe will um, I believe you'll find encouragement. Uh, in your heart, if you need encouragement, I think you'll find healing if you need healing. Um, I think you'll find uh, the source of provision if you need a source of provision. There's one verse in Scripture that we're going to go to today in Psalm. If you want to go ahead and turn to that, and that's Psalm 34, 8. Psalm 34, 8, very simple uh, passage. But before I read the passage, let me ask you a question. What is your favorite food? Go ahead and put it on. Go ahead and post that on here. What is your favorite food? Um, now, I don't ask that. It's not that we're going to prepare a meal for you and bring it to you. That's not my reason for asking. Um, I'm asking you what your favorite food is because you need to know how it became that favorite food. You can think your taste buds for the fact that that is your favorite food now i realize the science behind taste involves a lot of things it involves smell it involves taste it involves our brain it involves nerves there's a lot of things in that but what i want to focus on it right now is just the taste god created us with an abundance of taste buds um our tongue has thousands of taste buds on it and in in various areas of our tongue uh, we we taste different things uh, some areas we pick up bitterness some areas we pick up sweetness some areas we pick up spicy Joshua came by yesterday and um, brought uh, brought us Carla and I some some uh, I started to say ribs not ribs uh, chicken wings some some wings Man, I am telling you, the sauce on that thing absolutely blew. It was killer. My taste buds picked up on that thing, and I mean, there for a little bit, this is like, take us home. Uh, me and Carla enjoyed those wings. Thank you for that, Joshua. We thoroughly enjoyed those. Why? Because our taste buds picked up on the taste, and because of that, we experienced um, the, the beauty, the pleasure of that taste you you and i will experience that i love this um this verse listen to this verse psalm 34 8 taste and see that the lord is good blessed is the one who takes refuge in him taste and see that the lord is good i can see the psalmist he is pretty well what he's saying to us is Taste and determine for yourself. Determine for yourself to see that the Lord is good. 
Have you ever had that friend who comes and he's, uh, you know, he, he tastes something that, that to him is absolutely delicious, and so he gets it on a fork and he keeps sticking it in your face and taste it, taste it, taste it, taste it? I think the psalmist is doing that right now. I think the psalmist has so experienced the power of God, the glory of God, the provision, the healing, and the protection of God in such a way that he's saying, I want you to experience what I have experienced. But, but he can't taste for us the goodness of the Lord. That's why he tells us, I want you to taste and see the goodness of the Lord. You can't, I can't do it for you. You've got to do it. I, with my kids as they were growing up, I, I always hoped that they would taste and see that the Lord was good. Because I can't taste for them. It had to hit their taste buds for them to experience it. And thank God they all have. But here's what I know. There are certain things, certain tastes that we have um, even in the physical, in the physical part of the taste buds. There are certain things that you have to have the opportunity to taste something before you fully experience what it is. When you're born again, and when I am born again, we become followers of Jesus Christ. We become a part of the family of God. We are, uh, in that moment, we have the Almighty God as our Heavenly Father. But there is no, no possible way that in that moment, uh, when we experience the new birth, there is no possible way for us to experience all of the aspects, the attributes, all of who God is. And over time in life, we begin to experience, um, in our own, within our own lives, we begin to experience opportunities. We begin to experience things that bring us into a situation where we, where we have the opportunity to taste and see that the Lord is good for ourselves. I can watch you go through a trial, and I can see how you have tasted that the Lord is good. I can see how you depend on the Lord, how you trust in the Lord. I can see your faith in God. I can hear your words speaking faith in God in your trial, in your difficulty, in your challenge. But I can't, unless I taste and see the Lord is good for myself, I can't experience that the way you do. And the, the psalmist's challenge here is for us is, I want you to taste and see. You determine within yourself that God is good. And then he says, uh, blessed, and I love this, blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. That word blessed uh, just means happy. Happy is the one. We look for happiness in so many ways, and... He's saying happy is the one who takes refuge in the Lord. Happy is the one who finds refuge in Jesus, finds personal relationship in Him. I want us to take just a little bit of a journey because as, as we look at the various um, situations that bring us an opportunity to experience tasting that the Lord is good uh, in ways that... We never could otherwise it can be life-changing if you study the names of the the various names of God that reveal characteristics of who he is and one of the ones that um, that I love is Je Jehovah Jireh Jehovah Jireh just means that the Lord is my provider 
the Lord the provider. The Lord is my provider. And in this season of life, I, I remember uh, Carla and I having a conversation here uh, not too long ago. And we were talking about the difficulty so many people are facing and losing jobs and finances being crunched in, some, in certain areas for all of us. And we began to have that conversation. I said, you know, this is why it is so vital that we understand who our source is. It's so vital that we understand that though God can use a company, God can use jobs, He can use people, He can use so many things to provide, He is always the source. And I don't ever want to be in a situation where I begin to allow myself to think and believe that, that people or companies or whatever um, is the source. I always want to make sure that my mind stays in line that he is my source because he his resources never dry up he your job is a resource god is the source whatever you do to make money that's a resource people who give you money that's a resource but it's not the source the source is god and when we begin to focus on people and things as the source yeah we're going to get discouraged we're going to get down but when we bring ourselves back to the place where we begin to see him as the source, Jehovah Jireh, Abraham was in this place in his life where God called him to go and to sacrifice his only son Isaac. I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine that. But Abraham was a man of faith. And he knew God was going to provide one way or another, God was going to provide. And so Abraham got Isaac, his son, and he gathered up a, a few things and he headed off to do this sacrifice. And as they were on their journey, Isaac looked up and said, Hey, Dad, uh, I know we're going to make sacrifice, but where's the lamb? Isaac knew that there was no sacrifice. You had to have the lamb for the sacrifice. And Isaac was a little bit confused at the moment that here we are traveling to make sacrifice, but we're not taking the lamb for the sacrifice with us. And dad's answer to him was, son, the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide the sacrifice. Abraham knew that God was the provider. He was the source of all provision. And so they go and they, they get there and Abraham sets everything up and he is in the process of making this, uh, of sacrificing Isaac when the angel of the Lord stops him and then he sees a ram in the thicket and realizes at that point God has provided. And Abraham built an altar for God there uh, and, and the altar was called Jehovah Jireh. The Lord is my provider. Do you know him as your provider? See again, we... This is that opportunity of taste. This is that opportunity to experience a taste of the goodness of God in a way that we wouldn't, that we wouldn't otherwise. If there's not a need, if there's not a need, there's no, there's, why do we even talk provision? You have to go through the need for provision. Abraham needed God to provide the ram. Abraham needed for God to provide what was coming. They were on a trip, and in this trip, his mind was, was 
kind of back and forth, I believe. Have you ever been there? The very fact that you're in need right now opens an opportunity for you to experience God as Jehovah Jireh, the provider, for you to experience the faithfulness of God to provide for His kids. In this moment, if we were not experiencing this, we would probably just be going about our daily routines doing what we do. But in this moment, an opportunity has been created for us. I can I look back in times, and I, I mean, I could tell you story after story after story of the beauty of God's provision in my life and in Carla's life. I remember when... <clears throat> Um, and, I, and some of you Harvest family have heard this, this, but I remember when Nikki was little. Here we were, two young parents in our early 20s um, with a baby, and we were struggling financially. Uh, I was involved in the ministry, and um, that, you know, that can be a challenge. In those moments, you definitely better be sure that God is your source. And so we were, we were struggling a little bit, and we'd come down to the point where there was no milk, and there's no milk in the house. She was at the age where she could drink uh, regular milk, and there was no milk in the house. And we didn't know what we were going to do. And so we sat down at a kitchen table, and we prayed, and we asked, we asked God for His provision. Jehovah Jireh, show us provision. And... I, I mean to tell you, in, and I know it's going to be hard for some of you to believe and some of you are not going to believe it, but it wasn't an hour there was a knock on the door. And we hadn't told anybody about this need. And there was a knock on the door, and a man from the church walked in, and he said, the Lord put, put it on my heart to hand you this, and it was a check for $100. And not only were we able to buy milk, but we were able to buy a whole lot of other things. It, had we not experienced the deficit had we not experienced the need for provision, we would never experience the taste of the goodness of God as Jehovah Jireh, who is the provider. Don't hate the days of need. Don't despise the days of challenge and struggle. Those are the times when God shows off. Those are the times when God says, now I want to show you that I am your Father and I'm always going to come through for you. I'm going to be there. Who do you trust for provision? I hope that our trust, that we're trusting in the source, that God is our source. There's another time, uh, another name, Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha just means the Lord, our healer. And there was a moment in time in Moses' life when he experienced God and the people of Israel experienced God as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. They had been delivered from Egypt. They had gone through the Red Sea. They'd experienced the beautiful miracles of God. And yet they came to a time where the only water they could find were bitter poison waters. And they began to grumble and complain. And so Moses went to God and he's praying. And God says, Moses, take, take a stick, take this stick, and he, a, a piece of wood, and throw it in the water type of the cross, but we'll not get into that. But he throws that into the bitter waters, and the waters are healed. The waters become good again to drink. And in that moment, Moses builds an altar to God. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord.
the Lord, our healer. And in that moment, God promised the people of Israel, you will not experience the diseases that you experienced when you were in Egypt. I've delivered you from those things. Absolutely amazing when you begin to think about it, but you can't experience. They would have never experienced Jehovah Rapha had they not had to deal with this sickness that they were experiencing. How many of you are going through something now? Challenge now. And because of it, you need a healer. You need to experience God as healer. So many times in my life, I have experienced Jehovah Rapha. I had heard the stories, you know, have you ever heard the stories of other people sharing about healing, and yet you haven't experienced yourself, so you haven't tasted in that moment. But if you're hurting, whether it's emotional, whether it's physical, whatever it is, uh, whether it's spiritual, God is your healer. Jehovah Rapha is your healer, and He will be there to bring the healing that you need. I don't know what's going on. I know, I know that we're living in crazy, crazy times. And many of you are dealing with things because of that. Some of you are dealing with depression. Some of you maybe have even found yourself suicidal at times. In the middle of this, people are still dealing with cancer. People are still dealing with diabetes. People are still dealing with heart attacks. In the middle of all the COVID stuff, life is still going on in a way that there's a lot of things that are still happening. The Lord wants to be your healer. Let me, let me tell you when I say that. Um, I, want to, I want to tell you a little story. Because a lot of times when we think of the Lord our healer, we think of physical healing every day. We all pray for physical healing for our, for our loved ones. We pray for physical healing for our children. We pray for physical healing for our parents. We pray for physical healing... And if we all had our way, nobody would ever die. If we all had our way, we would all live a, an existence on this earth forever. God remu removed Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden and even put an angel to guard the tree of life because he did not want them to live forever in this sinful state that they were in. But yet I think sometimes we forget that that. We're not supposed to live forever on this earth. And what if we did live forever on this earth with all the sin and all the sickness and all the heartache and all the pain that people experience? Now, I'm going to tell you, I love life. And I love walking with Jesus in this life. But I don't rue the day that I'm going to leave here and go on to be with the Lord. Uh, that's going to be a beautiful time when we walk into the very presence of the Lord. But with that, God wants to bring healing in so many different ways. I remember when, when Carla and I were young and her sister's uh, little boy got, uh, had leukemia. And I think he was maybe four or six, somewhere in there when he was diagnosed with it. I remember what a challenge that was. And I was a believer. And I believed strongly in in, in, in God's healing power. And so I began to pray, and, and uh, the, uh, the whole family did too, but this is my part of this story. Um, begin to pray for God's healing and believe in God for healing. 
Can't tell you the times that I would take him to the church, just he and I, and I would lay hands on him, and I would pray for him, and, and I would believe God. I would walk out of there believing God that he was healed. Over time, this, this continued to progress. There was a moment when he went into remission, and things looked so much better. But then, uh, just a few days from, from that, that, what they called at the time, that two-year zone, uh, he went out of remission. And I, I couldn't, I, I just, I couldn't handle it. During his time, he was eight years old, I would take him to church with me, and and I would preach, and he would stand in a chair right beside of me while I preached, and he would be looking out at the people, kind of helping me do what I do. He wasn't preaching, but he was, he was enjoying it. When he left this world and went on to be with the Lord, that devastated. And some of you are saying, but I thought you were talking about God as Jehovah Rapha, the healer. I'm getting there. That devastated me to the point that some, for some time after that, I had a hard time even praying for healing for anybody because I thought, what, what good's it do? And it's not going to matter. I don't understand why some people leave this world even at a young age, but it's not up to me to try to figure out. Here's what I do know. Though I did not experience Jehovah Rapha in that moment by watching, he, watching that little boy experience a healing on this earth, he left this world and experienced the fullness and the perfect healing that God has for all of us. We're not meant to live on this earth forever. The, the, the beauty and the joy of heaven is beyond anything that we can comprehend. I wouldn't want to bring my loved ones back here into this earth that have gone on into, into perfection, into perfect love and perfect peace and perfect light. That is an amazing place. But over time, here's what I begin to experience. I begin to know Jehovah Rapha as a healer of us on the inside. God, be, God brought healing into my life from the hurt and the pain. That hurt and pain dug out a place in me that I can't even explain to you. And yet I watched God feel that. I watched Him feel that, that place inside of me with His presence and His power. I watched Him heal me emotionally. I watched Him bring healing into my life in that moment. And then I began to realize God is so much bigger than just a healer of our physical bodies. He longs to heal the hurts and the pains that are on the inside of all of us. He longs for you to taste and see that He is good. You have to come and find refuge in Him. Come into His presence and find Him there. And all of a sudden, I experienced a healing beyond. Well, uh, many of you know, I've experienced healing on the physical side when Carla had a brain tumor, I guess, going on two years ago now. Hard to believe. Um, and she experienced that brain tumor, and, and we, were, we were shaken to the core, but we, chose, we decided we're not going to give in to this thing. We're going to walk by faith. We're going to speak by faith, and we are believing for healing. And the beautiful thing is, in that moment, I experienced Jehovah Rapha in a way that I hadn't before at, to this magnitude as the healer of the physical body. He, he is so big. He is so 
His magnitude is beyond. And then there's so many areas that you think right now, you think you're alone in what you're feeling. You think you are alone in your struggle. Some of you have found yourselves, you had been free from addiction. And you've been enjoying that freedom. And you've been coming in here with all these people and you've been finding encouragement. And, and it, but now you may be have found yourself struggling toward that addiction again. Let Jehovah Rapha, the healer, in. Let Him come in. It's not, it is not happy are those who find refuge at Harvest Community Church. It's happy are those who find refuge in the Lord, the One who, if we taste and see, we will find out that He is the One that is good. There was another there's another uh, Jehovah Reah. I love this. Jehovah Reah, the Lord our shepherd. There was ever a time that we need a shepherd. It is today. A shepherd leads the flock. A shepherd cares for the flock. The shepherd protects the flock. And if there was a time, think about this. We need a shepherd in him, but he, we do have that. And David would say to us, taste and see that the Lord is good. And he starts out the Psalm 23, and he says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. That is amazing to me. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. If you think about all the things that David went through, I mean, it's absolutely amazing that David shares a psalm and we see that David lacked nothing. Sought out by Saul. Saul wanted to kill him. Saul wanted to murder him. And one, at one moment, David had to pretend to be insane to save his own life. David faced all kinds of, uh, of attacks from enemies, so many different things. And yet this same David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Is he your shepherd? Is he your father? Is he your protector? Is he the one that you care that, that cares for you? You put your faith in him. If you walk with him, if you have come to the Lord, you've been born again, he is your shepherd. When I think about the shepherd who in Him we lack nothing. Every need that we have is taken care of. When I think about the shepherd who leads us, He leads us. Do we follow His leadership? Or do we act like sheep sometimes and say, I, I see you, Mr. Shepherd, trying to take us where we're supposed to go, but we're going to go do our own thing. And then get in the thicket or get in trouble or find a lion and get pounced by a lion out there somewhere and then blame it on God. The shepherd is saying, if you follow my lead, I'll take you in the right path. And when there are difficulties in that path, I'm going to be the one to, be, to provide for you when you need it. I'm going to be the one to heal you when, when healing is needed. If you will just walk with me, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, or yea, though I walk through the darkest valley, he is with us. His rod and his staff, they comfort us. He is there. We're walking through a dark valley right now. Are you trusting Him? His rod and His staff, they comfort me. His Word. We find comfort in His Word. 
And when we look to His Word for that comfort, I promise you, His Word goes deep inside of us and, and He gives us the strength and the courage. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. If it were not for He being the shepherd, can you see that? The enemies all around, the table is set. The table is set. Uh, we sit down at the table. And there are enemies all around, but the enemies realize they can't touch us because the shepherd is watching over us. And so they look and they gaze and they want everything they can do, but they can't get to us. The shepherd has given us his protection. I absolutely love the idea in the picture of how the Lord leads through difficulties, but he's the leader. And he has all the answers. And he will take us where we need to go. And when the little sheep is sick, shepherd brings healing. And when the little shepherd needs provision, uh, food or whatever, shepherd brings provision. And then in the midst of sitting and our enemies watching, I think the enemies have to almost become envious sometimes at the fact that we have such a loving, caring shepherd watching over Jehovah Nisi. I think, about, I think about this one, Jehovah Nisi. This was a moment in time when Moses, again, he had experienced Jehovah Rapha, but he hadn't experienced Jehovah Nisi yet. But now he's going to taste and see that God is good as he, as he is presented with a challenge. And he experiences Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner. The Lord my banner. The battle is, is, is set in array. Joshua goes into battle against the Amalekites. Moses is up on the mountaintop. The battle takes on. Moses, as long as Moses holds the rod of God, as long as he holds the rod up in the air, Joshua's men, Joshua and his men are winning the victory. When Moses' hands get tired, he would begin to let his hands down and they would start to lose and they would lift it back up again. Ultimately, Aaron and a man named Hur were, were there, and they actually helped Moses hold the rod that they had that, that came from uh, that came from when they were delivered from Egypt. He held that rod in the air, and they helped him hold it up. And as long as that was the standard, they won the victory. I want you to think about this. Moses at that point built an altar for Jehovah Nisi. The Lord, our uh, the Lord, our banner. Have you ever have you ever been in such a battle that you didn't know if you were going to come out of it or not? And suddenly you see the flag flying, the flag of Jesus flying that says, "This is victory. You have the victory. You are not defeated. You don't have to stay down. You don't have to quit. You don't have to give in. Stand up. I've won the victory for you. Look at the flag flying, the flag of the, of the blood of Jesus shed on Calvary, the flag of his powerful resurrection. The victory flag is yours. That's God for us. And, and, and you can't experience Jehovah Nisi until you face a battle. But when you face a battle and you realize that His Word gives us the answer and His Spirit gives us the power and we see that He already won the victory and He's the one flying the flag, then you can come away victorious. Our God is God. 
And there is absolutely nothing that we can't overcome when we begin to taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, family. It's no accident that you're alive now. You were chosen. Believers, you were chosen for this time in what will be history. But it's current now, but what will be, you were chosen for this time. God chose you to be alive now. Because He knew that He was going to become your refuge. He knew that He would be able to look into your life and say, I can trust that person to to walk with me. And I want them to experience my fullness. For them to experience my fullness means that they will experience some of the pain that sin brings into this. Sickness never came because God sent it. Sickness was not even existent until sin came into this world. Tragedy wasn't existent until sin came into this world. The lion and the lamb were able to lay together and they will again one day. But for now, wars and rumors of wars. But in the middle of all of that, psalmist holding the fork up. And I'm doing that now. And I'm just saying, taste it, taste it, taste it, taste it. I've tasted it. I've seen the Lord is good. And I want you to taste this too. I want you to taste His healing power. They say, but I'm just so depressed I can't even get there. Listen to me. I was so depressed at one time in my life that I didn't even want to live. But the Lord healed me. And I love life more than I could ever imagine loving life. God has brought healing in my life in so many beautiful ways. But had I not gone, had I not dealt with that depression, of course that was the enemy. But God takes the opportunities that the enemy presents and he works them out for his good. Joseph said the devil meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. God will do things in us through this situation and this time that will bring such glory to Him that people will say, what in the world? What is it about you? You're going to be able to say, taste and see. Just taste and see. Taste for yourself. Determine for yourself that God is good and He unfolds His goodness over time. I love you, church. Uh, there, 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 there are more. Um, I'm not going to go into them to talk about uh, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is my peace, that Gideon experienced. There are others, but I, I don't want to do that. I want to stop here. Some of you need the victory. Some of you need provision. And right now, see Him as your source and experience Jehovah Jireh. Some of you need healing. Emotionally, spiritually, physically, you need healing. Experience Jehovah Rapha in this moment of healing. Some of you just need a shepherd to lead you and to guide you and protect you. Experience Jehovah Reah in this moment in your life. Taste and see that He is. Taste and see. Some of you need victory. Experience Jehovah Nisi. Lord, He is the one victory. 
is our banner. And the banner. I love you so much, church. I want to encourage all of you to taste, taste and see. If you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, all of the stuff that I'm talking about here, say, bud, that's in the Old Testament. Here's, but, but here's what I know. Jesus ushered in something new. And Jesus said, he fulfilled the old, and then he brought in the new. And Jesus said, no man comes to the Father but by me. We, we can't even get to Jehovah Rapha. We can't get to Jehovah Jireh. We can't get to Jehovah Nisi. We can't get to Jehovah Reah unless we come through Jesus. But when we come through Jesus, we have the fullness of God in all of His glory. And you'll discover those over time. All of His glory. Would you just pray with me right now this simple prayer for Jesus right where you're sitting, right where you're sitting, and then I want you to let us know that you have trusted Jesus as your Savior. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for going to the cross to pay for my horrible sin. Thank you for raising from the dead to bring victory over death. This morning, right now, Lord, I ask you, to forgive me of my sin, come into my life, and be my Savior. You prayed that, and you prayed it so, you prayed it sincerely from your heart. You are a part of the family of God. You have been born again. You have become a part of the family, and now you have access to all that God is. Church family, I love you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in this week, uh, one evening, and I want to talk to you about prayer. Um, but I'll let you know ahead of time when, what evening that's going to be, and we're going to talk about prayer. I love you. I appreciate you. I can't wait uh, to get back in here with you again. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. If you've enjoyed listening, be sure to hit the subscribe button and rate and review the podcast. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you again next week.